Creative Pursuits podcast. We are back once more. I have a very exciting, exciting guest on the podcast today. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to share this conversation. This is an old friend of mine, an old coworker of mine, and it's been a while since I've talked to this person, but it was great catching up with them because they're doing big, big things Lots, lots of interesting stuff going on. Before I get to just who this mystery guest is, I figured I would check in with some of my own media diet. So uh, on the media end, this past week, I've really been enjoying this show, The White Lotus. It's on HBO. If you have HBO, um, perhaps you've seen it or you can see it. Um... The cinematography, I love the honeyed cinematography. It, the the uh, color balance is tipped over to the to the yellow scale a bit. If you follow us uh, here on Creative Pursuits on social media, you would notice that I actually like to dip the marketing, the promo videos for this podcast in a little bit of that honeyed glow myself. So I'm definitely partial to that style of cinematography. This. The show takes place in Hawaii, and so they they bask it in this kind of um, this beautiful this beautiful light. Obviously, the weather, the scenery um, on one of these Hawaiian islands is is gorgeous. But the fact that they add this this kind of this this like I said uh, this honeyed glow, uh, it makes the program all the more watchable for me. Most of the miniseries they put out on HBO, I liked. We've talked, I've talked to several of the guests, uh, Kylie Chung, uh, Joey Travolta, several past guests we've talked about another HBO series, the most recent one before this, White Lotus, which was um, Mayor of Easttown. But my favorite, I also really like that Outsider. I think we've talked about that one with, uh, with Ben Mendelsohn. And that was a Stephen King adaptation. But possibly my favorite recent HBO adaptation was... I always want to say it's You Were Never Really Here, but I think that was a, that was like a, jo- a Joaquin Phoenix movie from an f- indie movie. It was um, not Call Me By Your... What's the name of it? The one, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I Know This Much Is True. Man, I love that I Know This Much Is True. If you haven't caught that one, I definitely, definitely recommend that. Diet, on the diet end of the media diet spectrum... I went for Dollar Oysters the other day. It was a happy hour event. Unfortunately, we got there just a few minutes after the happy hour had expired. The, the, the people we were dining with wanted to get the uni pasta, which for me, it, I, for, for something, I love sea urchin. I'm a big sea urchin fan. It's a delicacy. It's one of these things. Oftentimes when I'm at restaurants, it's like one of these things that gets the market price. Sometimes you don't want to know what that You never want to know what the price is, but sometimes you just got to dive in and grab the sea urchin because it's, uh, if you're, if you're into sea urchin, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's delicious. I love it. They had this uni pasta here at this restaurant and I was a little skeptical about it, but we ended up getting it and it came out this like orangish uni, uni, uni colored pasta with one piece, piece of sea urchin on it. Um... I gave the I gave the sea urchin the piece of sea urchin to my partner. I let her enjoy it, and then we we started eating the pasta. And I swear to God, it was Kraft macaroni and cheese. The pasta it was Kraft macaroni and cheese with chives, some chives sprinkled on it, and a piece of uni. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dox this restaurant. I mean maybe you know look, twenty nine dollars for some Kraft macaroni and cheese with a piece of sea urchin on top. You know that. Maybe that's a bargain for some people. I just was not expecting Kraft macaroni and cheese. I was expecting some kind of a, a, a searchin infusion. But um, alas, you know, life goes on. Uh, I, I am actually craving Kraft macaroni and cheese now. So I might head over to Albertsons later and pick some up uh, because it is really delicious. So the guest today is none other than Willie Mac. Willie is a well-known comedian, at least in the Los Angeles scene. But these days, what he's back. He was pre-pandemic, and now he's back to actually touring the country. But he also got has has dipped his toes into some other 
some other arenas. And we talk about that today. He has some really exciting stuff cooking. And so you're going to learn about all that. We're going to talk about that on the pod today. Willie and I met working way back in the day together. We were coworkers. Um, And then he came back to mind. We talk about this a little bit, but I was given some shoes. I was on set working and I was given some shoes and they on the inside of the shoes, it was inscribed Mac spelled the same way as his name. And so I was like, I was like, Willie, are these your shoes? And I hit him up and I was like, listen, buddy, we got to get you on the pod here. ASAP. And here we are, but a few weeks later. And so I'm very pleased to bring you all this latest episode. Before we get to it, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Team People. If you run a creative services department and are looking for the right talent to augment your staff, maybe that's a singular specialist or a whole team, a whole team, I can't stress enough that you need to check out Team People. Writers, producers, designers, editors, you name it. If you need talent to get your project, your next project done on time and on budget, let team people go to work for you. Same deal if you're handling technical technical requirements, technical requirements, like how to pull off the next company meeting in virtual space so it looks better than the 15 Zoom calls you were already on today. Team People has been doing this since the beginning of the quarantine. They have taken many companies into virtual space and they are far along in the process. Their meetings look pristine. If you are producing multimedia content, finding you the right talent is what Team People does naturally. On the flip side, if you are that talent, that singular specialist, you're looking for your next gig, you should head to teampeople.tv and check out their job board. There are new opportunities, nearly everyday opportunities from all over the country, many where, where it doesn't even matter where you're working from. Get over to teampeople.tv, check them out on Twitter, at teampeopletv, and you'll find them on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn too. So, with that said, without any further ado, We'll get to my conversation. I should tell you, so Willie was living in Pacoima for a long time. Willie was up in Pacoima. So I was asking him about that to get up, to start off the conversation. He's no longer in Pacoima. You're going to hear just where Willie is now, where Willie's moved to, uh, all of it. All right, here we go. So during the pandemic, I moved out of Pacoima and I bought, I bought, I got a place that, uh, downtown Los Angeles by the Staples Center. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to be stuck during a pandemic inside of a 200 square foot back house. I was like, I gotta get a bigger place. So I got a bigger place and I was doing Zoom shows. And then I, I heard that, uh, uh, I heard that uh, HGTV was looking for people of color uh, for their network. Cause they don't, they, they, they don't really have any. So uh, I, I, I came to St. Louis and I filmed uh, a sizzle. It got submitted. HGTV liked it. We shot a, we shot a, a pilot and uh, now we are shooting a show. Okay, so for the listeners that aren't familiar with the persona, the man, the, I mean, let's be honest, the legend uh, that is Willie Mack. So people have probably seen you, if if they haven't been out to comedy shows, they've seen you on commercials. You've been booking commercials like crazy ever since I've known you. That's how we met. But another another hat that you wear is as a property investor. Yeah. Right. And so that's what the H- the HGTV show is kind of following you on that that kind of facet of your career. Um, how did you how did you get into uh, real estate? Well, it was really my brother's idea. He asked me. He's like, hey. Uh, he asked me back in like 2015. He he was like, what are you doing with all the money that you're making in a in a commercial? And I was like, oh man, I got stacked up in the bank. He's like, you're so stupid. And I was like, what? He's like, so you just gonna let the let your money sit in the bank and let your uh, bank make money off your money? Right. Said, Ooh. I'm like, what you thinking? He's like, let's. He's like, bring your money to St. Louis because it's really cheap to buy property here. Like we're buying homes right. for like around like forty, fifty thousand dollars, and um, you know, we put some money into it and, and flip them. 
And so that's what I've been doing. And then HGTV caught wind of what, what we were doing and uh, offered us a show. Okay, so you're from the Gateway City. Yeah. Originally, right. Um, all right, so you and I met doing the res the Residence Inn commercial. Oh, that was Which a great point, run, man. That was that was a good run. I mean, I, I'll be honest, uh, you know, not to not to gloat. I mean, at this point, six years later, this really isn't a gloat because I mean, what you and I, you and I are kind of two sides of the different different coin of what can happen when you when you land a, a big one like this. I mean, this was a whale. Um, after the run, I think it was like maybe a two year run with that, and the bag was heavy, my friend. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. When the bag's heavy, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. Um, probably just letting the money sit there, quitting your job and just slowly watching it drain out of your uh, bank account isn't the way to go because you're too scared to buy into this Los Angeles real estate because it's so exorbitantly expensive. Even in 2016, you know, I was looking because everyone's telling me, you know, that oh, you should invest in a property. And I remember in 2016, like late 2016, you know, when that bag was starting to get heavy. Yeah. I start scrolling the Redfin and I'm like, this is insane. Like the bottom <laughs> has to fall out of this thing any second. You know what I mean? And the same houses that I was looking at then are are, are like, you know, have doubled in price. But so you decided, I mean, were you thinking about going into so like getting a place in LA or like what made you, was just your brother that pushed you to go to St. Louis? Uh, he pushed me. I should have bought a place in LA, uh, but I, I ended up, I ended up getting scammed out of some money in LA, investing in some movie. But uh, Dana, who we did the, the uh, commercial with, she ended up buying a house off of hers. And she's like, Willie, because while Residence Inn was running, I had uh, five Kias and like a Domino's running at the same time. So she's like, Legend. get a property. So I was looking at this property. It was, on, it, was, it was in Inglewood, back when Inglewood was Inglewood. Right. It was three hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars. It was a it was a it was a uh, three unit apartment. It had it had it had a duplex and then it had a back house. And I was gonna get it, and I I did not. And now I looked at that thing and it's like a million dollars. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, I I aired similarly, but so your brother pushed you to go back. I mean, you got you got your commercial game running. What when did you? Because you said he first mentioned it in 2015, but when did you actually go back and say, start like going, I mean, I'm guessing you guys go around and like scope out properties. You say, okay, I see potential here. When did, when did that journey really begin in earnest? I never wanted to go to St. Louis. I was just okay with sending my money to my brother and um, having him just take over it. And I would just like scout for properties. We would talk about it. Every once in a while, I would fly back real... I really flew back just for Instagram videos. Be like, yeah, just bought right. another property. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it wasn't until HGTV was like, hey, we want to shoot a show. You're going to have to come. You're going to have to go back to St. Louis and uh, do this. And I was like, yay, because I'm excited. But it was like, I just got this place downtown where I'm paying $2,800 a month. And I'm like, ah. I could have stayed in Pacoima where I was paying $700 a month and it wouldn't right. have hit me so hard. When, when did you guys first start shooting the, the HDTV? Um, we shot the original like sizzle for HDTV in October of okay. last year. And then it got greenlit in January. And then we started filming on May 13th of this year. That's so amazing, man. Congrats. Congrats again. And I wanted to, so, so wait, so you first started sending money to your brother back at what year did you say it was? 16? Yeah. 2016, 2017. How many, how many properties have you guys, did you guys end up doing before the sh you got the show? Maybe like 10, but like I was saying okay. before, I think it got cut off because I was over residential. I was like, Hey John, forget this residential because we were renting them out or whatever. I was like, let's right. get into uh, commercial real estate. Right. So we got into commercial real estate. We bought us uh, an event center. We bought a we bought a property that we're uh, talking to uh, Dunkin' Donuts with to uh, put a Dunkin' Donuts in. And then we Love are Dunkin also Donuts. creating a uh, co working space called Office Max. I love. <laughs> 
I love that, dude. I love that. No way they can't. Is Office Max even still in business? I wonder if they would try to like. St- I I think you're I think you're in the clear because this is Office, folks. For everyone listening at home, the icon Willie Mac. It's spelled the last name is M A C C. So I'm guessing this is two C's. M A C C. So I'm guessing this is Office Max. M A C C S. Yes. Yeah. It, this isn't a Home Depot, Office Max or Office Depot or whatever. Yeah. This is Office Max. I mean, I would buy anything from Office Max. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Al. So a few things always struck me about you, Willie. Like one was the fact that, I mean, you are such a hard worker. I, it's just putting it so simple. I see you posting shows. I mean, for as long as I've known you, you've been out at shows like several times a week. I mean, sometimes are you working yeah. every single every day a week doing shows, putting yourself out there, getting your name out there. I mean, like, what's that? You're, you're grinding as hard as anyone. Can you just talk a little bit about your, your comedy, your comedy grind? So comedy, I, I, I should have took comedy serious. I started stand up in 2008, 2009, but I didn't really take it serious because I was on another show back then on BET. And, um, I, I thought that all this fame was just going to come to me. So I didn't put in the work. And I started right. stand up with like the Gerard Carmichael's, Andrew Santino's, and Brent Moore. Like everybody that's blown up now, I started yeah. with. And, right. and uh, it wasn't until maybe like 2014. Oh, I got into a relationship in 2011, which really hurt my stand up career. Because one thing about stand up, it's hard to be in a relationship because you're out at night all night. Right. And you get those questions of like, like, even when you're on, like when you're as an actor, like you're on set, if you date someone that's not in the industry, one of the questions that you always get is what time will you be done? When will you be back home? It's like, I don't know. Right. And that doesn't, that doesn't fit. So around t- no. from 2011 to 2014, I calmed my stand up down because I was in this relationship where she was insecure and she would always be like, why, why, how late are you going to be out? It's 1 a.m. Right. Why aren't you home? And I was like, all right, I'll just be home because I want to work on this. And then it got to right. a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. We end up breaking up and I started going hard in my stand up. And like, I was going out every day. I'm going to two different, three different mics a day. And I just kept on getting right. grinding. And the way I started getting a lot of shows was because um, I, I ended up doing photography and I used to tell uh, show promoters and producers, I'm like, look, I'll shoot your show if you put me on one of your shows in the future. Quid pro quo. Yeah. yeah. And so as they as I started doing that and, and mixed in with the fact that I'm actually funny and then I'm being seen all the time on TV with commercials and stuff, it was like the word got out and all this other stuff. So my stand-up started building. So now I do maybe like, I'm in, I'm in St. Louis now, but I fly back on the 29th because I have a show on the 30th, 31st, 1st, 4th, 5th, and then I leave to St. No, then I come back to St. Louis so we can film on the 8th, 9th, and 10th, and then I fly out to St. George, Utah from the 11th through the 14th, and it's, it's, so that's kind of like my schedule right now. Right. I mean, you're you're fully in it, like I said. I mean, the grind, You don't you don't get to become a legend without the requisite hard work being put in. Yeah. You know, you got your likeness emblazoned on a bunch of, on t-shirts, on hoodies. I need to cop one of those too. I got you. Um, you got the, you got, you've got the ethos down pat, the fit, funny, financed, but let's, okay. I mean, there's so many ways I, 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 there's so many different topics I want to talk with you about. I mean, I remember going to one of your shows and I wanted to like, you know, I get to see my buddy. I want to chop it up for an hour or whatever. And you were like, Hey man, I got to head off to the next, to the next gig. Um, so, you know, I've seen, I've seen you on your grind up close and personal. The, the look is iconic. In addition to the, the Willie Mac, the basically of the hair and the glasses, your own logo. Um, I've seen you in the turtlenecks. I've seen you in the plaid. These are favorites of mine. Although I'm not at this point, my kind of iconic look is probably more akin to what I have right on right now, which is a black t-shirt. Yeah. It's absolutely covered in cat hair. <laughs> um, it's caked, caked in cat hair. Tell me, talk a little bit about your look, Willie. Talk about the style. Talk about adopting the iconic Willie Mac. Because one of the things you're so good at as well is the is the self-advertising. Like you have that confidence. But for, for me, a lot of people, I feel like 
not to hope I'm not stepping on any toes here, but a lot of people, it would just come off as a little arrogant, but you, you pull it off in a way that you still have, you still carry it with some humility and I, for lack of a better word term, it just works for you. Yeah. Um, can you just talk about like your style and how you incorporated that into your brand? So one of the things, it's funny that, that you notice that because I purposely dress a certain way and build a look because I wanted to build a look that was commercial. I didn't want to be the typical black comedian and just have that black look. I don't talk about a bunch of I like I I am able to talk about black stuff and white stuff and just everything and mix it all together. So I was like, how if that's what I'm gonna be topic wise? Because I want to be everywhere. I want to be I want to be the Kevin Hart. So I was like, how do I need to dress? So I dress where I can just be across the board. That's why I per and it's funny because at first I didn't wear my glasses weren't prescription. They're prescription now, but at first they were not <laughs> prescription. And I said this yeah. even in a joke that I wore glasses because I know it makes me look safe. That's why I started <laughs> wearing them. And I never booked a commercial without me in glasses. Right. I haven't. And um, yeah. so it kind of so it kind of built from there. So like now my look and I and and, uh, and over the pandemic I was, I sat down and I was like, what do I want my look to be now? And like I said, I'm going cardigan. Cardigans is going to be my look. T-shirt and a cardigan. Five seconds. Hold on. One, two, three, four, getting a wardrobe five. Change. Like, I have went out and just bought. It's a whole It's a whole set. Of cardigans. Yeah. So I brought up. So I wear cardigans, and I want that to be my new staple look. Like, I want when people see me, I want. The, even if you don't know who Willie Mac is, you will know me based off of my brand. Like. Oh, Willie Mac, right. he's the guy that wears the glasses with the fro and cardigans. I want my brand to be like, when you see number 23, you think Jordan. Like, that's how right. I, I try to build myself. I think, I mean, I think it's, it's working. It's working for you. I mean, you've got a, you got a sizable following on Instagram. What the hell is going on with your TikTok, my man? You're like, you, you're getting like millions and millions of views. What's, what's like, what happened there? I, part of what I was doing stand-up wise is uh, it happened because of Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was known for his sweaters. Like when you think Bill Cosby, now let's go, let's go pre, pre that Bill Cosby, the one that everybody right. recognized. He was America's dad. That's what you always hear that he's referred to as. So once he got into trouble, I rewrote my jokes and I was like, I want to be the new American dad where I can sit there and talk about a wide range of stuff that like, if you look at kids on my TikTok in the comments, they're like, could you be my father? You're such a cool dad. You're the dad that I've always wished I had because I have, I have a very interesting life. Uh, my, yep. my, I have an older son who's taller than me. He's 19. I have a daughter who is a lesbian that dates a transgendered woman. And I talk about this. I am the new age father and I build myself to be that. So then I plug that into TikTok because I knew who's on there and I knew how to right. figure out that algorithm. And that's how I was able to get the 380,000 followers or whatever it is that now off on TikTok. All right. So as someone who's out there so regularly, I mean, how did the, how did the pandemic affect you? Did I see, did you like build two different, I thought I saw like a, maybe a brick set that said like max comedy club. And then there was also like a neon set that you had. Did you build sets to like transition to zoom comedy? What, I what, did. what was your pandemic experience? That's funny. So during the pandemic, obviously the comedy stuff was null and void. And so it actually was because of TikTok that I started doing it. So after editing so many of my clips, I ran out of clips to post. So I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. snap. I don't have anything else to post, but everybody's asking, when's the next one? When's the next one? So I right. started writing a joke a day and I got a brick wallpaper and I laid it out and I made Max Comedy Spot. And uh, yeah. it became a place that everybody kind of came to there. When I did my lives, I was at Max Comedy Spot. When I, I did my Zoom shows, it was at Max Comedy Spot. People started coming over to shoot their own Zooms at my on my little brick building. 
But yeah, our my brick setup that I had, I purposely yeah. did that to to keep the comedy going because my brain is like, what do we do now? Because if I sit idle, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like I, sure. I, I during the during the pandemic, I ended up being on antidepressants because I was losing my mind in the house doing really? nothing. And I was like, how do I get out of this before I fucking jump? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going nuts right now. Cause I was a person pre-pandemic. I was out every single night, five yeah. hours a night. You're a social guy yeah. for sure. How, how quickly did you end up making that transition? Cause it sounds like there was a little bit of lull that took its toll. And then you ended up kind of sp uh, springing into action and getting that set built. So I moved into my place downtown in May. It's funny because I was I have a friend, his name is Danny Plum. We do a podcast together called Afro Noodles. And um, I pushed him to do TikTok. I was like, man, you should get on TikTok because you just this super bubbly guy and whatever. The kids will love you. And so he got right. on TikTok right when the pandemic started, maybe let's say around, no, let's say around like March. And he was, okay. his following started going. He's like, Willie, you should just post your stand up on here. I was like, man, nobody want to see my stand up. He's like, just post it on there. Because I wasn't going to do it because my kid, my, my my daughter, Michaela, she was like, Dad, you're too old to be on TikTok. And so I stayed away from it. I was like, I, I must be too old. And he was like, just throw it out there. And that's when I just started editing little bits. And then like 3 million views, 500,000, 2 million. I was like, oh, snap. I'm actually kind of popular. Like I could post a video right now and probably, and it'd be nothing. I could just, Nothing gonna be like thirty thousand views in a day, and I'd be like, "Oh man, fifty thousand And so, uh, yeah. So I started posting my TikTok probably around the end of April slash May was when I started putting my TikToks out there, and it got to a point where I'm I'm doing this Hotels.com. It's called Hotels.comedy, and uh, it's okay. me, Taylor Tomlinson. And uh, this other comedian, his name is Dusty Slay. And we are posting TikToks, our comedy TikToks about hotels. And they found me off of uh, off of TikTok. And they're paying me the same amount that I would make on a commercial, on a commercial, like a, a year long commercial. They're paying me the same amount to write five minutes of hotel comedy. So you basically got this big gig. You pulled down this big gig because you were able to build up this pandemic, uh, in, uh, TikTok following. Yeah. Yeah. I knew, see, there's a few, th I knew at the very beginning of the pandemic, I was like, there's going to, there's going to be some people that kind of make the most out of, obviously, you know, the, a very serious, um, viral infection going around, but the fact that we're stuck at home, hopefully people are quarantined, quar taking into, taking in, assuming that people are, are being safer at home. You know, some people are going to be able to really seize upon this moment. Other people are probably going to spiral into a depression. You know, it's a lot of time to think, particularly with people who are used to being social and need that, that like that sustenance just to, I guess, shield them from their own thought. I mean, this is, this, I'm speaking for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the kind of guy who, if I'm not talking with someone, if I'm not connecting with people, usually I'm going to go a little crazy, but it, it's no surprise that you were able to, I mean, it is surprising that you dealt with a I shouldn't say it's surprising. I'm sorry to hear that you were dealing with some depression. Um, that sucks, but it doesn't surprise me that you were able to figure out a way to maximize your time. How 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 long were you? Did you feel like you were you were struggling, and how long were you feeling down before you were able to kind of figure out a way to to get out of it? Um, I think it started like I've always had a little bit of depression, but stand up was my outlet to talk it out right. and do all of that. So when I was stuck in the house by myself and I, I would sneak out sometimes and people be like, what you doing now? You need to be inside. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, I'm worse <laughs> off inside the right. house than I am out there. And Completely. so it wasn't until maybe August of 2020 where I was like, I. I'm losing my mind. I'm crying. I'm like depressed, even though I was building this TikTok following. And I got, and I right. started feeling the pressure of TikTok. At first, it was fun to just throw some videos out there. And then it got to a point where, where's the next one? Where's the next one? You got people over here talking, your agents, and like now everybody's involved. It was fun. It was fun when it was like on your own time. But now when you got other people like, 
do more, do more. And I'm like, oh man, the pressure, the pressure. I'm like, what if I can never be as funny as my last video? And, right. and I, and yeah. so I, I was losing it, but then I ended up going to a uh, therapy and uh, talked to where all the doctors that I need to talk to. And they put me on um, an antidepressant and uh, it right was on. amazing. Cause it was an SSRI, which means that uh, it gives you the inability to orgasm so i was able to last all day in bed and i was yeah. just out there just big laying pipe i was like yeah let me go full alex crow so that's right baby <laughs> i i love the i love the glass and i love the glass half full mentality you know what i mean you gotta you gotta figure out you gotta you gotta see the uh the bright side you know in all it helps in all instances to try to find the silver the silver lining so you you've been saying for a while i've been i saw you on social media for a while saying i think you you told me this in person before like i'm not going to stop until i get my show i'm not going to stop until i get my show and so it's cool to see after this time that you've manifested that although to me it seems like i mean you potentially could be on those property brothers are wildly famous you potentially, I mean, you, 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 you got the goods, period. You got the charisma, you got, you got it all. You got the smarts, you got the look, my friend, handsome guy, Thanks. handsome, handsome guy. Um, you could be on the precipice of superstardom here. The thing about that I know about you though, is even if this show ends up like being the, the apps and I, I hate to put yeah, this out in the I universe, but even if this show completely bombs, I know that's not the last we're going to see of Willie Mack. You'll get your next show. Um, but with that, you know, calling your own shot. Some people might, some people might misinterpret this as being arrogant. You're going to have haters. I'm sure you have your own share of haters, people that don't, don't like to see Willie Mack on the come up. I understand there's one such person who's kind of struck you down at two different points, trying to get out there and make it. And it's none other than uh, a guy who has several Netflix Netflix specials to his name, Dave Chappelle. Uh, did I hear this right? That this that Dave has been trying to impede your progress uh, on numerous occasions. Uh, that is so funny. I don't know how you know this story. That's funny. So I have this internal beef with Dave Chappelle. Obviously, he's the greatest, and I love him. And and all that reality. But Dave Chappelle is one of those people that come to the comedy store and just abruptly, just like he'll call in 30 minutes ahead, like, hey, I'm on my way. I want the belly room. If you're doing a show in the belly room, you're done. They're like, hey, Dave's here. Your show is canceled. He did this to me twice. No. I mean, we, there, we was doing a show December 2019 called Black Guys With Glasses. It was me and some other black guys with glasses. And um, right. and um, we've been promoting this show for a month, a whole month. We sit there, we get up there, we prep and we're like, all right, man, we got this. And then the uh, comedy store manager comes up, he's like, yeah, y'all show's canceled. We're like, what do you mean? Our show starts in like an hour. He's like, yeah, Dave Chappelle's coming up. And I was like, what? And so I'm pissed because second time he's come up, show canceled. And uh, so I'm downstairs. There's this VIP back area of the comedy store. Um, it's comedians only. And um, I'm not even supposed to be there. It's only for the people whose name is on the wall. But because I play on the comedy store basketball league, I'm able to like kind of go back there. And so everybody's trying to offer me some weed and I'm telling them the story. They're like, you want something? You want something? I'm like, no, nah, man, I ain't smoking, man. No, nah, get this off my face. And so right. the comedy store manager's like, hey, let's go into the back bar and I'll pour y'all a drink. And I'm like, all right. So it was me, my boy, Pat, and his girl. And so we back there. And uh, Pat, another funny comedian, Pat Johnston. And uh, so we back there. And he's like, man, this is crazy. I'm like, I know, dude. And so I'm drinking, drinking, talking to Rich. Richie is the comedy store manager. And as I'm talking stuff about Dave, in walks Dave Chappelle. The man himself. I fangirl clean out, Alex. I was like, oh. I'm starstruck. And uh, I'm sitting there and he comes in. He's like, what's up, Richie? Pour me the usual. He's like, what's up, fellas? I'm like, hey. And he was like, uh, 
y'all y'all drinking? He's like, yeah. He's like, drink round on me. Like, cool. He pulls out this blunt, Alex, and he's like, hey, y'all smoking? Pat, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure. You can't turn down Jay. You can't turn down Dave Chappelle. You can't turn down Dave Chappelle. So, are you boy, a regular? Are you a regular smoker, Willie, or is this a special? Is this a special occasion? This is a special exception. Every you're blue moon. I don't. I, I don't do it all. Yeah, not a regular. Not a regular thing for you. Nah, I'm like I said. I'm more of a social. It's like whenever like you want to like. Uh, yeah. So. Got it. Pap, like, oh, oh. You just you you'll smoke with Dave Chappelle and he offers you. I'm like, yes, yes, I will. I did one hit, Alex. One just hit. Just one? Just just one hit. Now, obviously, us regular people have weed that you get from dispensaries and all this other stuff. Dave Chappelle gets his weed from like Mars or Saturn because this right. wasn't regular. Because and I'm pissed that I was this high because in walks as once, once the word Dave Chappelle is here at the comedy store, right. all the celebrities started coming up. In walks Norm MacDonald. In walks like Tony Hinchcliffe and all the Tory brothers. And it's like all these famous people started coming in the back room. And we're like, oh, snap. These are old school. Dice, Andrew Dice Clay and just like, what? Uh, who else was? It was like Bill Burr was there. Anyway. Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And it was like the bat signal or it's almost more like a flame got lit and all the, the big names in comedy just came to it. Like, like moths. Everyone was there. <laughs> That's the best way of describing that. Hey man. Yeah. I, and, but you were already there. You, they didn't know that they already had Willie Mac there and he, anyway, so, so what, so what happened from, from there? You smoke, so, you take one hit of this thing. And I'm, I'm getting too high. It's usually, you know, weed, if you smoke, I don't yeah. know if you smoke, about after about 20 30 minutes it starts to die down this kept yeah. increasing it was it, yeah. it never died down and i and i remember they were like all right dave's about to go up y'all coming i was like yeah we all like we coming i was like let me go in this back room and just close my eyes for just a quick second because i'm like this at this point i'm like leaning on yeah. leaning on poles and trying to yeah. stay up and be cool the comedy store manager comes to me and wakes me up it was 2 a.m. They've been gone. And I was like, how long have I been out? They were like oh about God. three and a half hours. I oh thought my I God. blinked. You got wiped out. You got wiped out by that thing. So now my hate for him is even higher because not only did he cancel my show, he made me miss his own shot. <laughs> yeah, and you couldn't and you couldn't connect like with all those with all those big guys that were coming oh, through. You know what I mean? Goodness. Who knows who knows who you could have met? You could have been building with the building with the legends, the the gargantuans of the LA comedy like, scene. Aren't you the Willie Mac? Can you come and open for me? But no. No. They're like, who's this passed out loser over here? <laughs> All right. So we're talking about we're talking about the Willie Mac ethos. <laughs> fit, fit, funny, financed. We already kind of talked about the funny and the financed. We talked about you as the commercial king, a grind king. Um, look, I mean, if I'm just, I think I actually expressed this to you back in the day, but you've got a nice physique, my friend. And, but that kind of thing, that kind of the six pack and everything, everyone wants it. Right. I have to imagine it's difficult to maintain yeah. once you get it, but I see all these years later, you're still, you know, you got the three F's all intact. <laughs> what, what is the fitness game? Like for me, I, I do a lot of running. I play soccer. I go out there, run around. I'm actually going to play soccer later this afternoon. What's the fitness game looking like? What's the diet? What is the Willie Mac diet? So my diet is actually not great right now. When I come home to St. Louis, I eat everything that, that, that St. Louis has barbecue and soul food. But when I'm in LA, I eat, a, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm way more fit, more chicken and broccolis and all this other okay. stuff. But uh, what I had, I had a vision for myself within three years, I have it on like my third season of this show that uh, I want to be on the cover of men's fitness magazine. And I want yeah. my, I want the fitness magazine to say fit, funny and finance, because at the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing 600 to 800 push-ups a day and about 
500 uh, sit-ups because I couldn't go to the gym. So I just boom, boom, boom. Throughout the day, like I do 100 here. I'm like, all right, cool. For lunch, 200 here. Before I went to bed. No. Yeah. So it's it's push-ups and sit-ups. Push-ups and It's sit-ups. push-ups and sit-ups. Any leg work? No leg work. During the pandemic, I did no legs. Do you have naturally strong, like, can you... Can you run a long distance or at least like run fast? Cause I, just for me, I have very spindly legs. My legs are very, very weak. Yeah. I mean, I, it just feels like I'm, I got molasses under me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if I, but, but, but conversely, if I even do some, like when I, my buddy used to own a CrossFit gym and when I was doing some back squats and front squats with like, maybe like 90 pounds, it's my max set, you know? Uh, like 90 pounds or whatever, I could build strength very easily. Do you have natural strength or like, what's the deal? What's the deal down below? I, I have country, country boy strength. Like I could still dunk at this, even at my age now. Like Even I, at your advanced age, you can dunk Willie. Yeah. I have, a, I have a, my, my uh, place that I live at has a big full court basketball. That's what, that's what made me want to move there because it has a full court basketball area. And yeah, I I I can I can still dunk, and not as high as I, as twenties Willie, but yeah, like I can okay. still grab it, two hand dunk it real quick off first. And um, but I've always I've been I was fast in high school. I ran track, played football. Okay. So I still got a little bit of that left. And then pre-pandemic, right. I worked on my legs a lot. It was just during the pandemic. I was like, I don't know what to do at home to work on my legs. Like I yeah. had zero idea. Okay. So you're not, when it comes to the body, you're not an Alex Crow type. Um, I like to do some of those air, air squats. Hey, speaking of another, uh, I was talking about this on my other podcast just yesterday, this guy, cause I'm from the DC area and this guy plays for our team. Um, St. Louis hoop legend, Bradley Beal. Do you know, do you know, Bradley, do you know Bradley Beal? Yeah. I don't know him personally, but like, yeah, right, I know, right. I know you know who he is. is. Yeah. I know how he's t- how St. T- Louis. Oh yeah, no, he is. Yeah, apparently, apparently, like his mom taught is a school teacher and taught Nelly, and like Nelly was his friend when like Nelly was in high school. What? So, and we were talking about like some of the some other St. Louis, some other St. Louis legends here. But I know, yeah, man. All right, well, so I guess just wrapping up. You're a busy guy. You got all these shows coming up. You got the HGTV show. Uh, when when can we expect to see that HGTV show? Well, I believe they're going to start showing the pilot at the end of December to kind of do, it's going to be on Discovery Plus first to really like kind of push it. Like, if you want to see more of the Mag Boys, come back this spring. Because I think, not, yeah, I think our, our, our air date is like spring because right now we just shot this first episode. We're taking like a two, three month hiatus before we had, because they want us to shoot like three homes at a time. So we got to buy okay. three homes and shoot three homes at a time to fill out this whole season. And so it's about to be really busy during fall slash winter for us. Okay. So, but okay. yeah, but the, the season's supposed to be out uh, spring 2022. I love it, man. That's so cool. All right. So at the end of each episode, we do this thing called media diet which is basically talk about, I mean, I know you're, you're in the midst of filming a TV show, but you do get home eventually. Do you wind down with any like streaming? And if so, what have you seen lately? What have you liked? I love anime. I am a, and I will sit there and spend <laughs> hours watching seven daily scenes. I'm watching uh, Baku. I'm watching anything anime. I just go on Netflix and I don't want to do anything. Don't bother me. Don't talk to me when anime is on. Like that's, that's my thing. So I was, um, mentally scarred slightly, but also enamored, fascinated by Akira. When I saw it as a kid, have you seen this one, Akira? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, dude, you got it. You got to watch it. It's on Hulu. It's a movie. So it's, so that one, that one definitely captured my imagination as a kid, but, um, as an adult, I, I haven't been bit by the anime bug. My cousin is obsessed with anime. Uh, one of my other friends I grew up is. What what is it about anime that 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 grabs you? Well, one, 
I I just really love sci-fi movies and just like the fiction aspect of it. Um, All right. I don't know. I guess because cartoon. Okay, because I love like a lot of anime also has like a little horror in the in the back of it. And like it's it. mixed in with a little craziness and horror. But if it was like actual actors, it would mess me up because I'm like, oh, this is too realistic for me. Anime right. is just it's over the top. And it's just, it's, I, I really don't have a great answer for you because it started off with Dragon Ball Z for me. Like I almost got a Vegeta okay. tattoo on, on my arm. Like, like as a kid, like as a kid, Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Oh, even now I still watched, uh, I, I, like they just came out with a movie I watched. It, as, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But oh, you got into it originally as a kid? I got into it originally as a kid. And then okay. I think it's because it's a, just an adult cartoon. Like there's one that I, I would recommend to people, Castlevania on Netflix. I, I, okay. I, I love that One Punch Man. Like, yeah, oh man, all day. I saw that One Punch Man. My friend, when I went home last time, I think he said, you got to watch this. And I saw him, he's like, a he's fighting or boxing or something. I think there was One Punch Man. Anyway, um, all right, Willie, what, anything, anything to plug? Like any, I mean, we've talked about all these different ventures. Is there anything that you'd like to direct the audience to to check out in particular right now? I do a lot of behind the scenes, like pictures and footage of uh, me and my brothers and this and this show uh, on on my uh, Instagram. It's called Mac Boys Properties. M A C C Properties. Uh, oh, M A C C B O Y Z. It's a Z. I know. Hell yeah. Because I'm I'm black. So Mac Boys <laughs> Properties on Instagram. And uh, yeah, you know, just follow me. I'm, I'm, I'm touring again. I'll be touring again once things kind of, when I'm done with this. So yeah, just kind of look out for me. Hell yeah. I'm going to put all that in the episode notes. I also did mention, by the way, shout out myself when I was prepping for this pod to talk to you, Willie, I was on your website. I noticed that there's some stills. There's only 13 stills on your website, but one of which features yours truly an iconic selfie, I believe, taken on the set of the Residence Inn commercial. Any, that's right. So, and that's another thing. So you just did the the uh, the swish, the swish motion. Also, folks, if you want to check out my own personal Instagram, Willie, you're featured on two, two different grid photos. Hey. You and I were locked into battle in a game of horse. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Do you remember that I narrated that this actually could be a movie? This would be He Got Game 2, and you play Jesus Shuttleworth, Shuttlesworth Jr.? I do and I play remember an evil, that. And we both an evil shot doctor. To the, uh, to, to the art director or someone, didn't we? Yeah, I think some some ringer came in, and he ruined the he ruined the narrative. But anyway, hey, listen, if you do blow up and you you find yourself, you know, you got, you got Spike signed on to be the executive producer or something like that, um, you know, I am still available for hire. I could be a day player or more. Oh, that's why, that's why I, I so I finally got on set. The only, the reason I should have thought of you, I mean, you should have been the first guest on this podcast, Willie, but the reason that I thought of you is because the shoes that the prop department gave me said, I sent you a picture. Yeah. It said Mac, M-A-C-C. Were, were those your shoes? You saw a picture of those shoes. Yeah. Did you wear those shoes? They're like, these I, are I this guy's uh, shoes or what? Uh, I'm trying to think of the commercial that I did for those. I can't. I can't even remember it. But yeah. Do you yeah. really think those shoes were yours? Do you really think they were? Yeah. You think that those shoes that I sent you, those were your Mac I think shoes it's from my um, Chrysler Pacifica commercial? I mean, that's a wild coincidence. This was like a, an NBC, NBC Universal, but I guess they like production that I was on. But I guess they just like give them back to some warehouse. Yeah. And they had. So I wore, wait, what size shoe are you? I'm an 11, 11 and a half in that area. Maybe 12? Sometimes. Might have been yeah, 12. it depends on the shoe. Whatever. All right, well, Willie and I shared shoes on set. <laughs> I wore I wore his hand-me-downs. I felt honored. I'll be honored to follow in Willie, Willie's footsteps any day. It was a pleasure having you on the pod, brother. Really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Thank you. All right, so as promised, I mean, Willie's got a lot going on. The man has a TV show coming in 2022. I mean, by the time the HDT, the, if you know anything about Willie, and I think you probably got a, a sense of this from the conver from me from the conversation we just had. But by the time 2022 comes around, you know he he might have another TV show 
you know, he might be, he might, he might have the sitcom going on, you know. So check this guy out on TikTok. It's pretty cool uh, that he's blown up like that over on TikTok. If you, if you have a TikTok, that is. And uh, go ahead and give Willie a follow. I put his, I put the Mac Boys properties uh, in the episode notes. Willie's website is in there, so definitely go and check him out so you can follow him on his adventures as he continues to come up. Because you know, we we. Willie's got the talent. We got to propel him forward because clearly there's people that are, you know, they're trying to take it from him. The Dave Chappelle's of the world are uh, are looking over their shoulder because because young Willie, young Willie's on the come up. So thank you to Willie Mac for coming on the podcast. Thank you for Hideout Hill for providing the the music for this podcast. Thank you to Team People for sponsoring this podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Thank you so much to the folks who've already left us all of those glowing reviews. Man, it feels so good. It feels so good. So, yes, please hop on there, leave us a review. I I have another really exciting guest lined up for next week. So, if this is your first time, listening to the pod or if you've been listening for a while but you I I should say smash that subscribe button I I mean I shouldn't say they've changed it friend of the pod I didn't understand I don't know if anyone else noticed this Uh, friend of the pod Jason he pointed this out well I noticed it myself but he actually uncovered the reason you don't subscribe to the podcasts anymore on Apple you follow them because I guess now this subscription is for if you're um, gonna be financially supporting the podcast. So I'm not even asking you to subscribe, to make a dollar, any kind of a weekly donation. There's no paywalls here. Um, When it comes to the information, when it comes to the entertainment provided by Creative Pursuits, we have an open borders policy, okay? That's just the facts of the matter. So don't worry about subscribing to the podcast, but please go ahead and smash that follow button. Until next time, you've been listening to Creative Pursuits.